The more laws, the less justice. Marcus Tullius Cicero. Justice is defined by those who hold power. As my father closes court for the day with those words, I clamp down on my tongue between my teeth. This isn't the first time I've heard his recitation of his opinion. His explanation of justice is one he's repeated to me often over the years, one of the many lessons he's given me in rolling over a kingdom. Father dismisses me, and I utter a silent blessing. Praise Egria. I grow tired and already resist the urge to rub up my eyes. After all, princes don't show weakness, no matter how fatigued they might be. I sigh and straighten my shoulders as the guards open the throne room doors for me to stride through. The urge to acknowledge them with a nod is there, but still, in my father's sights, I refrain. He disproves of such gestures. How was it? Alita's step falls within mine. I hadn't noticed her lingering around the corner, ladies in tow. Her green eyes pierce mine. Two years my junior, the princess of Neridium is my father's ward and my betrothed. This skirt is a green velvet so dark it's nearly black, and it trails on the floor behind us like a obesquious escort. The ladies in waiting and just as close, and she shoots them back with her imperious hands that they pretend not to see, disregarding her wishes and moving closer. The furious look he shoots me lets me know that if I don't intervene, she'll blister my ears later. I sigh. Thank you, ladies. I turn to them smoothly and smile my most charming smile. I'll see the princess safely back to your care after we speak. They can't ignore such pointed words from the crown heir, and, though the look on one woman's face suggests she'd like to fight me on it, they curtsy and back away. Well? Alita demands impatiently, crossing arms. Tell me. There's little to tell. The lie squirms in my throat. She grabs my arm and pins me with a look, scrutinizing my features. Try as I might, I find that I can't hold my grin for her. My face must communicate all that I feel, for hers fell. That bad? The thing is, if it hadn't been for one case, it wouldn't have been terrible. Most of the cases had been ordinary. Several appeals for provincial matters to be heard at a higher court by my father. He'd rejected a few and commanded the scribes to gather further information on a few more. Any pleas for a special dismantation of elemental duties had been summarily dismissed. Standard judicial proceedings, really. But the farmer we'd seen, the farmer we'd judged, weighs on my mind. Suspecting my thoughts will reflect in my eyes, I turn, avoiding Alita's glaze as I mentally relive the hearing. Brown hands, wrinkled and spotted by the sun, wring the farmer's hat as he steps forward in the throne room to take his turn and have his case heard. I miss the herald's announcement of his name, focused I as I am, of getting the measure of him. I know not whether his lands are large, or small, or pentiful, or barren, but he has the look of a hard worker. The barest hint of paler skin peeks out on his clavicle, several shades lighter than his hands and face. Plenty of times in the fields, then. He must work them himself. His clothes are old, faded from exposure to the elements, but well taken care of. He has a care with his finances. Finally, as the man begins speaking, my scrutiny moves to his brow. Deep carvings of worry sit between his eyes. I shift in my chair, the crown atop my head has a weight that I'm accustomed to by now. 
The farmer begins by stating his loyalty to the Grian crown. A wise move. My credit is intelligence there. Promises a fealty, a smart tactic, if you know who my father is. In truth, if one has so much of heard of father's reputation, it's a promising start. The bristles of my father's red beard crumple in his hands as he leaned to it indulgently, gesturing with the other for the man to continue. Encouraged, our subject collaborates. Though only a simple farmer, he says, he's contributed many of his crops to the king's war efforts, often at a loss to himself and his family. The request is simple. The torches my father has stationed nearby have a habit of running fire elemental drills into man's fields. His crops span several acres and is ordinarily prosperous, excepting this season. His harvest yield has been scorched, a large portion of it unsalvageable. He simply asks that the king issue an uh, injunction. Should his appeal be granted, his farm will be off limits to the troops.